What's going on, everybody? This is the Love to Laugh podcast, man. Thank y'all for tuning in with me. My name is Marlon Ballard, and my special guest today, man, the singer, songwriter, man, tours all over the country, man. He's a dope artist and, uh, and a good friend, man. I'm, I'm his friend on Facebook. I love watching his posts, love watching everything, man. Showtime Brooks in the house, man. Man, give it up, my man, Showtime, man. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, tuning in with me, bro. Like, man, we got a lot to talk right about. There's a lot I want to know about the R&B business. There's a lot I want to know about your life. Like, I want people to know you, man, because you deserve to be out there, bro. You really do. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that, man. So, so, man. Thanks for having me today. No problem, man. No problem, man. So, since this whole um, COVID thing has happened, what have you been doing to keep busy? Have you been, you been still been well, out? Um, I've been, um, I've been doing uh, some private affairs, you know, in our... Uh, I've been working on um, the next album, but uh, I had the album's actually done, but I had, <clears throat> I started working on this Christmas album. Dope. Yeah, that I'm gonna release before I even release the album. Cause I think, you know, with the COVID and all the stuff going on, man, it's uh, people aren't paying attention really, you know, to artists, you know, like myself, as far as independent artists, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's hit and miss, you know what I'm saying with that? And I don't have money to waste. So, but I know that Christmas coming no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas is gonna come. Man. Hey. Yeah, Christmas coming no matter what, rather good or bad. Christmas coming. So, I think that you know if I if I can kind of give a soundtrack to you know a Christmas like what we need for this year. You know what I'm saying? If nothing, if anything more, like you really need to hear something that's going to lift your spirits up. You know what I'm saying? Especially after the year that we don't had. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, that's what I've been working on, man, and just, uh, you know, trying to maintain and take care of my family, you know, doing doing the right things, man. That's it. So album number two coming out. I actually sat down to listen to listen to your first album, bro. Wow. It's a slap. It's, it's wow. A slap. And I really, I, I enjoyed the, the direction you went with the album. It's very upbeat, right. very fun, very reminiscent of the, you know, the 50s, 60s swag. Right. And right. It, it was dope. Um, and then one track that actually stood out to me. Oh, let me pull it up, let me pull it up. Give me a second, people, give me a second, people. It is called um, Anything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like that was reminiscent of like the, the 90s like kind of swag when it comes to the harmony, the vocals, everything, man. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. And, and the other Super. one I like is Love Suicide. Ah, okay. So you like songwriting. You like- you I like love songwriting, man. Lyrics and, 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 and and double entendres and things of that nature. That's what I'm talking about. And That's man, what I'm your, talking about. Your vocal ability is insane, bro. Insane. Oh, thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that, brother. I think I, I've seen you in concert three times. Oh, uh, wow. Three times. Um, I saw you twice in 2015. You came to Atlanta with Jodeci. Wow. And then I drove to Atlanta to catch y'all. With Joe. Wow, 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 wow. Man, I was yeah, those man. at the time. I was like, I had a son on the way. I'm like, bro, I'm about to enjoy my life. I'm gonna go see Joe to see twice. Then they turn out a few <laughs> times, caught you and Danny Boy. I'm like, like, y'all stood out. I'm glad they let y'all shine. Danny Boy, yo. Yep, they let y'all shine. Like a lot of artists, they come, they keep they they singers in the back, but like they let y'all come up, sing a verse with them. Y'all like we got to know yeah. y'all. Yeah, it was definitely um, it was definitely a, a pleasant experience, man. Being able to uh, work with them guys, man, because uh, you know, of course, you know, if you're an R and B singer, you know, what I'm saying, coming from the area that I come from, um, you know, Jodeci was it. 
you know what I'm saying? So to get a chance to ch- share the stage with them and, you know, step in different shoes at different times to do different things, it's just like, it's mind-blowing, you know what I'm saying? It's really mind-blowing, man. And for you, real, for real. Y'all, y'all fit in, y'all, like, y'all, it's like a puzzle piece. You and Danny were the, were the puzzle piece to them sound wow. full, ba- like, right. like who's them dudes behind <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate that, bro. With your idols, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. And it's you know, it's definitely like you said, it's a dream come true to be able to be up there with those guys and uh share the stage with, you know, such iconic, you know what I'm saying, artists that have uh paved the way for my type of singing, you know what I'm saying, in the new age. You know what I'm saying, in the new age, you know. So you know, it was it was definitely definitely a pleasure, man. For real, man. So, man, I'm gonna talk about your your, your upbringing for a minute. So, you are out of Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey, brother. Born and raised, Trenton, New Jersey. Shout out Trenton, New Jersey, out there. Shout out to everybody from New Jersey. My man's from New Jersey, man. Like I never, Word. I gotta come to Jersey, bro. Yeah, Yo, you come. gotta come here, man. It's the Garden State, man. We got it all. Man, got it all, yeah. A lot of talent has come out of Jersey. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. From hip hop, R&B, everything, man. Y'all, yeah. y'all got a lot. A lot of essence come out of here, man. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get a lot of, uh, um, you know, proper play, but um, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? We gave y'all Rodney Jervis. You know what I'm saying? We gave y'all Whitney Houston. You know what I'm saying? Ain't ain't, ain't, ain't uh, yeah, Lauren Hill right? Yo, we gave y'all George Clinton. You did New Jersey. I'm saying we we got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got it, man. We East gave Coast you all Parliament Funkadelic, you know. So East Coast got it, man. We got it out here, man. You know. And then you and then you got Showtime Brooks. Now I read that that you started out playing drums. Yep. Yep. First, that's my first love. I still play drums, man. I still I played um I actually played drums on this next album. Um oh. I, uh, Cause I have a uh, a lot of live drums, so I play drums on this album. So yeah, what you'll hear when you hear this stuff, you'll be hearing uh, me playing drums. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I still play drums, man. I grew up in church, so you know what I mean. Growing up in church, you know, being around the church people, you know, learning how to, you know, almost all musicians, man. If you come up in church, you start out on drums. <laughs> and see, that, that's that's where I draw the line because a lot of people, like the people I grew up listening to, came up in the church. Now it don't like it don't sound like they came up in church. You can tell us the. It day. don't sound like it. It's 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 missing. The oil is missing. The oil mm-hmm. is missing off the of off of the R and B. All is yeah. not there. Yeah, it's um, it's it's what it is is that you know it's a saturation thing sometimes because you know some artists don't know how to separate the two. You know what I'm saying? And but when you when you um you have to kind of know your roots, you know what I'm saying, which is gospel music and you know, it's I don't you know, I don't step against people that don't go to church and don't you know and sing because you know you do have singers that sing that aren't church singers. You know what I'm saying? But they all aspire aspire to be though. You're right. They all aspire to be. Like if you ever notice. You know, you get an R&B singer that don't go to church or had never been up in that in that brigand. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough toil when they get up there to do that their church thing. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you you mimicking something? But it's, it's, 
<laughs> you mimicking something. It's trying to come, but it's not there. You you don't have it. Right. Something ain't there, you know. So I thank God for my church upbringing, man. And, um, you know, being around, you know, talented church people. You know, you know my idols coming up, you know, were uh, – with singers like James Moore and, and, and Daryl Coley and Darryl Fred Cole. Hammond and Commission yeah. and um and uh you know what I'm saying stuff like that. So I had a whole different, you know, I didn't get into Stevie Wonder and Donnie Hathaway and all of them until them until like almost my adult years, really. Because yeah. I was really focused, you know, as a younger boy, I was a drummer first. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even concentrating on singing like that. Was you know, and then when I started. Yeah, when I started singing, because I always sang, you know what I'm saying? Because my mother and father were musical, you know what I'm saying? Are musical, rather. You know, they're still with us, so they are musical. And um, I always sang, but there was a time where I didn't sing, and I just played drums, and that's all I wanted to do. So what I listened to was different than what other people were listening to, you know what I'm saying? So it gave me a different, um, it gave me a different meter to what, um, what I thought was good, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I didn't, you know, when I was younger, like, no dish to, you know, Patti LaBelle or nothing like that, but I was like, yo, Patti LaBelle can't sing like Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Like, who, like, who is that? Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? That was just my thing until I learned, I got older and I learned to appreciate, you know, the Patti LaBelle's, the, the uh, Luther Vandrosses, the Stevie yeah. Wonders, the Donnie Hathaways, and then I began to incorporate you know, what I had from church, what I had learned from church all them years, you know what I'm saying? And then took on some of those, you know, began to listen to some of those greats, you know, Curtis Mayfields and the different ones like that. And then I was like, oh, it ain't that I got to abandon my, my church roots. It's just that I need to, you know, be able to channel them through what I'm singing with this stuff. And, and that's what that's what happens, you know. That's just exactly what happens, man. And it's and, and I'm just it's, I'm glad you said that because when I listen to your songs, I can hear Donny Hathaway, I can hear Adara Coley, I can hear like certain songs. I hear you channel certain people, so I'm like, oh, right. This guy, you can hear certain stuff, right, right. And you can, and it's right at that edge where you can hear the oil. It's like it's like, whoa, wait a minute, why made me feel like that just now? Something he said just made me feel, you know what I mean? It is, it's R&B, but it made me feel a way just now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my thing is, you know, like, you know, I've always felt that if I can make people feel, you know what I'm saying? People don't, people forget what you do for them, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff, but they never forget how you make them feel, you know what I'm saying? So if I make you feel a certain way, it's a fan for life, whether it be good or bad. It's like, yo, if, if I make you feel good, then it's like, yo, I'll mess with him. If it's bad, then it's like, yo, I don't mess with him at all. But if it's good, it's like, yo, we good. I mess with that dude. That dude is all right with me. You know what I'm saying? Got you, bro. Man, this, so as, as far as you um coming up in the church and playing drums, so did you know you could sing before your family knew you could sing or did they already know? They was, they was no, like, bro. No, my dad was like Joe Jackson. Mm. You know what I mean? Because my brother, you know, played piano and I was saying it was only two boys. My mom and dad was like the James Cleveland and the Albertina uh, Walker of Trenton, New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? They was like the singers. So we was already predestined. You know, the, the mantle was kind of passed down to us already. So I sang my first solo when I was six years old. You know what I'm saying? In the yeah. church. You know what I'm saying? And um, I always knew I could sing. Like I said, I, I didn't. I, I always wanted to play the drums, so I played drums when I was younger too. 
You understand what I'm saying? Like six, seven, eight. I was playing drums for like choirs and stuff. Like I was really playing drums, just like my little son now, who's six, who's playing, like playing for real, you know? And um, I used to go and play for churches. Um, eight years old, man, go make my little $5 a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I got <laughs> you know what I mean? Take my little drum set in there, man, and play every Sunday, man. And um, I loved it. I loved it. I appreciated that $5, man, because, you know, that was a part of, um, you know, grooming me into the artist that I am today. You know, first of all, to be appreciative of things and not to despise the small beginnings because that $5 drummer, that $5 every Sunday drummer, you know what I'm saying, turned into being able to travel, you know what I mean, from five of the seven continents, you know what I'm saying? All of the 50 states, every, you know what I'm saying? All of the, everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Places I never thought about I would ever be, to be in front of different people that I never thought about being, being friends with people, being able to call different artists peer, you know what I'm saying? Artists that I grew up where I, or I listened to, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, we here doing what we do together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's, that's that all you know. It all starts from like small beginnings. You know what I'm saying, and and just having a stick to itness, you know, and learning from people and watching people that you know you grow up with that aspire you to become better. You know, become look, better. Look it up, Showtime, man. Hey, you, you deserve that, man. You deserve it. I, I know the feeling. You look to your left, and you see, yeah, right. the, you see the people that you was like, yo. My man was on TV. I'm here with the like, yo. Yeah, no, nah, it's a blessing, man. Like, you know, to, to listen to a Music Soul Child album, you know, before I even got a chance to sing with him. You know what I'm saying? And then get a phone call, like, yo, Music want to meet you. You like, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what? I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, yo, can you come right now? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's crazy, man. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So when when, when, when people God is good, man. When people ask you to um, sing, what's your go-to song? When somebody's like, hey, just do something. What's your go-to song? Um, People don't really ask me too much to do yeah. that. Okay. Um, nah, nah, that's not because my personality, man, I'm such a nice guy. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm a real dude, man. So, like, people, like, they kind of, you know what I'm saying? They just, you know, we just chill, man, and roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? And it just be a good day. You know, I like to keep my work my work. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell I tell a nurse, I'm like, yo, baby, I don't, you know, I ain't asking you to run around asking you to take my, my temperature all day. You know what I'm saying? You can't be, you know, you just can't be running up on me, you know what I mean? Ask me, you know, saying something all day, you know what I mean? Like it's you know, but I do have songs that I like to sing if I, you know, if I'm doing sound check or if I wanna do something for you know what I mean? I feel you know. Like yeah, man. But it's not not like it's I'm not the dude that run up the Jones and drunk you know I'm married number one but even before that I wasn't a dude that run up start singing like ah, yeah I mean you know it's almost like you gotta catch me doing what I do and it's like oh okay I didn't know you did that you know what I mean I think I think all entertainers have to go through that singers comedians I, I I'm a comedian so they come up hey tell me a joke and I hate that like after that I want to punch you in your face I'm like don't yeah. ask me that don't it's don't like because it's like it's so it's so it's so uh it's so belittling a little bit to it like not that you know and, and what you have to learn what you what we learn is as artists like because they're fans mm -hmm. and they see you on tv they see you here they see you there they see you on the stage they see you there so their perception of what a singer is is a person that sing all the time 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or their perception of what a comedian is, is someone that's always funny. Always, like we don't you have know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to learn how to save face. You know what I'm saying? Keep a smile on your face. Hey, how you doing? Hey, baby, you know, not right now, you know. Maybe a little later on when I get a little envy or something, you know, we feel like we doing something. Then I do, you know what I mean? We have kicks up. You know what I mean? Keeping it like that. And people begin to understand you better, you know, when you kind of like don't push them off, but you kind of, you know, gently. Gently. Yeah, the gentle nudge. Like, yo, come on, man. I'm chill. Hey, man. You got that. You know, if I feel like, you know what I mean? Later on, I say something, you know what I mean? But I feel like, you know, that then, on that type thing, you know? Then you got that, that one person that just won't go. Like, I'm going to sing later. It's, man, you probably can't sing anyway, though. Like, I, I could out, like, I'm like, bro, all right, now I'm about to fight you. Now I'm about to fight you. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I don't, because, you know, like I always tell people, man, it's a difference between people that like to sing and people that sing. Yeah. Two different things. Ooh, dropping gems on Two the show, huh? Gems two two different things. You right, bro. Just because you sing, you know, just because you sing don't make you an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a lot of things out here that's going on that people, you know what I mean? And I and I hate to do that because I don't like to bust people's bubbles or make people feel like, you know, just because, you know, they do that or, you know, you know, because everybody can do, you can do whatever. You can do all things to Christ, you know what I mean? Of course. But, you know, some paths aren't meant for some people, you know, and you know, a lot of lot of singers, a lot of time, you know, because they sing in a church choir, or they sing in an open mic, or they sing in, a, you know, in a wedding band, they feel like, you know, some because somebody's getting applause, they forget that somebody's hiring them. Mm-hmm. They forget that, you know, that the reason that you're there is because, you know, they heard you sing a cover tune somewhere. Or, you know, it's different when you get your own records and people have to judge you on your own records and your own merit and your own two feet. You know what I'm saying? It's a different, you know, it's a different animal. You know, it's a different animal, you know. But, you know, I applaud all artists that um, that pick up this mantle and, um, you know, uh, to even attempt to run with it because, you know, I've been running with the mantle for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I didn't put my first record out until, man, two years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I've been doing this since I was 21. You dig what I'm saying? So, like, like, you know, I've been on all kinds of records. I've been on, you know, records with Farrell Monch, Big Daddy Kane, and I did all kinds of albums and different things, MOP, um, you know what I'm saying, Guru. I done work with all different, Premier, DR, period, all different types of people that I can call friend and, and producer and work with, you know, Mickey Fax, all different types of uh, artists, rappers, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't until I did my own thing. Okay. And I had to stand up on my own two feet where it really mattered. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because now it's about my discography. You know what I'm saying? And now those things that I did were just stepping stones to- To get to where you need to be. You know, the Love Troop album. The Love Troop album, you know what I'm saying? So now we have the Love Troop album, you know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, but it takes perseverance, number one, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not an overnight thing. People think it's overnight. You know, I, I was showing somebody one day, I was, I was talking about the singer, her. Yeah, I was like, yo, seem like it's overnight. But her been doing this since she was 14, 13. You know what I'm saying? They discovered her. They discovered her when she was 13 years old. So that means she'd been in the cut for dead going near 15 years. Yep, they, they groomed her. It's like now. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so she not going, she wasn't going to fail because it was set up like that. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you got to know who her people are. You got to know who she rolling with. You know, and, and MBK don't really lose like that. Who is the same people who brought you Alicia Keys? Oh, yes. Yeah. She ain't going nowhere either. That she's here to you stay. You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, so certain artists are legacy artists, man, and, and, and you know, they get grandfathered in, you know, and they and some are very, very talented like her. They're very, 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 very talented. You know what I'm saying? Super talented. You know, and then you have some that come and they're not that talented, but they still get the chance. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Who, who's somebody that um you always wanted to work with, but you haven't worked with yet? Um... Somebody I always wanted to work with that I never have worked with yet. Well, at one point in time, man, I wanted to really work with R. Kelly, man. Okay. I really wanted to work with R. Kelly at one point in time. Um, there was a tour that was going out that I had got hired for. I got hired for the tour. Thank, I mean, of course, thank God, you know, in hindsight now, you know, <laughs> after everything that's, that has transpired. Oh, man. You know what I'm but at one point in time, he would have been the ultimate after. Cameron, no drums right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, that was at one point in time, that was uh, someone I would have wanted to work with. Um, just because, you know, art was the hottest thing going, you know. Man. You know, you can't disrespect the legacy of, you know, of course, the legacy of his, um, his, um, you know, has been tarnished now with all the things that's been done. But, uh, you know, initially, you know, you can't, you can't really, uh, you can't knock our talent, man. The talent was there, man. You know, and I wanted to be a part of that at one point in time, man. I wanted to be a part of that camp, you know, and rock out and see what kind of, you know, see what was going on with them. But, uh, you know, okay. hey, man. Hey, yeah, I, man. I, I, I grew up a fan of R. Kelly. Like the, the, the yeah. Movie, like he, to me, he didn't miss all through the night. I just wanted to sing. I wanted to sing some of them songs, man, with him, man. Cause like when I, you know, what I'm saying that's like from that angle. I was like, yo, man, R would be a cool dude. You know what I mean? That's what I would thought. You know what I'm saying? Until I start hearing, you know, the stories. <laughs> yeah, but um, but uh. You know, if I if I had to choose somebody else um, to like work with, I would work with like a, um, I really like um, CeeLo. You know what I'm saying? I like CeeLo Green. Um, I like um, I like Rodney Jerkins. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like um, yeah, I like um, I like Let Let I like her. Let us see. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I like her. Yeah, I like her. I like her. There's a couple artists I would. You know what I mean? I would even do a record with Keisha Cole. I, I would even do a record with Keisha Cole. I like Keisha Cole because um, she got that grit. You know what I'm saying? She got that grit that would, like, kind of, you know what I mean, make a song. You know what I mean? She could probably do something and make it feel right. You know what I'm saying? Make it feel like I would want it to feel. Man. You know, so. Yeah, those, those, some, those are some great choices, bro. Um, but with the art, with the with everything going on right now, we have to kind of keep ourselves busy. So, of course, Timberland and Swiss Beats came up with verses. So. Right. What is a, a, a versus that hasn't happened yet that you would like to see? Yo, a versus that I would like to see. Because, see, 
the verses is are, are built on hits. Hits, yeah. It's not vocal ability. It's, no, too, I compare it's vocal. not on ability. It's not on vocal ability. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not on really vocal ability. So it's it's like almost like I would like to see like the gap. Like I would like to see the Commodores versus Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah, you know I mean, something Man. like that. Like Frankie Beverly and Maze versus um um Stone Street, like versus um Rick James and up. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they can they can they can do that as long as they got good internet service. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, you know. But like you know, what I'm saying I know living like um living. I would like to see I would like to see Kane and Coogee rap. I would like to see Kane and Coogee rap. Yeah, I mean, they can settle that score. Who the illers? I think, I, yeah, I think, yeah. Rakim challenged Kane. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if he accepted yet. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would like to. I would like to see Coogee rap though. I would like to see Coogee, Coogee, Coogee rap. Coogee, I like Coogee, Coogee, Coogee rap. Yeah, I like Coogee rap. That was the. That was the nigga. That was the dude. And um, <laughs> I would like to see. Um, let me see if I was going to say singers. I would like to see. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Hit for hit. Um. I would like to see Tony Braxton up in something. Tony, like, I, she's so underrated to me. I'm like, yo. Yeah, Tony, I would like to see Tony Braxton. Maybe Tony Braxton and, and um, and I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't know, bro. Like, like. It's just some artists that can't go head to head with people. Like, I'm like. You, yeah, man. There's nobody that can compare to you. Like, yeah, the only, the only like, person I would put Whitney in battle with is Mariah Carey. Like, me personally, yeah, yeah, and then even then, even then, it's like, I mean, Mariah got hits too, though. But Whitney, she ain't, she ain't Whitney. yeah, she ain't she ain't Whitney though to me. I would see Mar Mariah and Anita Baker, <sighs> like that. Like obviously, something like along those lines. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of people, want, and the people that like want to want to like that, that's the same. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they want to do like Drew Hill. Jodeci stuff like that. That's like kind of whack, cause you know, Jodeci only had two albums, three albums. You know what I'm saying? Drew Hill had a couple albums. You know what I'm saying? But not enough records that that would make me want to spend two hours sitting here battling with y'all. I feel you. Yeah, you know I mean, I ain't really. You know, I mean, it's like, ah, right, come on, man. You know, I would like to see that. Like, I loved the Babyface Teddy Riley. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, I loved the Beanie Man joint. I loved um. Kirk Franklin, I mean, uh, Hezekiah Walker, Fred Hammond, John. Yeah. Like, it was a bunch of them that I love. You know what I'm saying? I love the Snoop Dogg DMX, John. That was crazy. It's better It's better when they come together and do it in the same room. I think the next one is on Monday with Monica and uh, Brandy. So I think yeah. I'm looking forward to that uh -huh. one. Yeah. Who you got? <laughs> Man, pers personal favorite is Monica for me. Like personally, because I grew up on Monica. Like you I know what's crazy? You right. know what's crazy? I think I got Monica too. See? It, it's just I think I got Monica too. And a lot of people, because like what they're judging on is vocal prowess. And I I'm not judging on that. I'm judging on records. Records, definitely. I'm judging on records. To me, her records just We're change the scene of up. Me, they just hit harder to me. That's that's it's just my personal opinion. Monica's records hit harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people forget that, you know, you know, she's an icon too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that was even the reason why they even, you know, began to do that, 
boy is mine situation because she's an icon too. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that's the I, thing that makes it dope. But I think um, they're going to put on a great show. Um, people want to see them together, even though they try to put them against each other for so many years. Um, but I think they're they going to come together and squash all that and just give us a good show. You know? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be excellent. I think it'll be excellent, brother. I think it'll be excellent, man. So as, as far as the, the state of R&B, like what advice would you give to the new and upcoming cats that's, that's coming out and, you know, trying to tour and drop albums and, and everything? Um, first off, um, stay prayed up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just, you know, stick to your script. You know what I'm saying? Stick to the script. Whatever you are, like, be that. Don't change. Be that artist that you are. And try to be as, um, try to be as intentional as possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Be intentional in all your moves that you're working on. You know what I'm saying? In this R&B game. Um, you know, don't be, you know, a yes man per se. You know, but never outshine the master. You know what I'm saying? And and play by the rules of the game. And um, you know, things happen, you know, when you get in your position to get where you need to be at and when you get in position to make decisions, then you'll be able to make your decisions. But in but in the first place, you're gonna have to play ball. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to play ball. So Amen. it's all good. That's great advice, because you don't just remember the internet is undefeated. You don't want to get caught slipping out here in these streets, bro. At all. Oh. One That's why I said be intentional. Be intentional in everything you do, my dude. <laughs> everything. That's why you got to be intentional about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, you got to be intentional because if you don't be intentional about it, you know what I'm saying, you'll have regrets because you'll be like, yo, I, I should have did this or I could have did this a different way. You know what I'm saying? But if I just go ahead and do what I'm going to do, it is what it is. And it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, and that's and that's one thing I have established in this game. Anybody that know me, you know what I'm saying, any artist I've ever worked with, they know, like, yo, one thing about Showtime, like, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be, and that's what it's going to be. That's what it is, you know what I'm saying? And I've established that just working with different artists over the years, you know what I'm saying, establishing my, um, you know, a solid foundation so that when it was my turn, I had a foundation to stand on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I was a great background singer. You know what I'm saying? I was a great follower, so I could become a great leader. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Great follower. So I, I, I surrounded myself around people that I could learn from, you know, like a sponge. And I, So I worked with different rappers. I worked with different R&B singers. I worked with different people, jazz, book writers, all different types of stuff, so that when it was my turn, I had a plethora of things I could pull from. You know what I'm saying? Have a plethora of things that make up who Showtime is. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 what I say, you know, like if anything else, man, about, you know, if I could tell an artist anything else, just be intentional about it, you know. You know, don't play with it. You know, if you're gonna do it for real, do it for real. You know what I'm saying? Don't um don't half don't half ass it because that don't that don't work. That don't work. You know what I'm saying? You got to be intentional about it. That's it. Man, hey, man. 
That's some great advice, man. Y'all listen to this man. Hey, I, I watched him work. He takes his craft seriously. It's, he doesn't half ass, so y'all shouldn't either. So you see where work. he's at, right? The man looks happy in the house, you know, sitting on the couch and drinking. Hey, Chilly. nothing better than that. Nothing better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. Thanks, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, man. What, what is what is Showtime doing his spare time when he's not singing? Like, what is what are some of your favorite hobbies, bro? Yo, man, I spend time with my kids. I got two wonderful kids, and I have a beautiful wife. Um, I have a, a four week old son right now, and I have a six year old son. So I'm daddy when I'm not on stage, you know what I'm saying? I'm daddy even when I'm on stage, but when I'm not on stage and I'm home, I'm daddy, man. And I enjoy being, you know, handyman and fixing things and making sure the pool is cool. You know, I love doing that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I love, um, I love family. I love being around my family when I'm not on the road because a lot of times you spend a lot of more time on the road than you do at home. You know what I'm saying? So I cherish, you know, I really cherish family. I like to read. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a, uh, I like politics. I like to see what's going on with the politics. I like to know, you know, both sides of what's happening, both sides of the coin. I don't like to be left out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, basically, you know, I like to gamble. I like to go to Atlantic City. You know, I'm, I'm 30 minutes from Atlantic City, so I like to, you know, <laughs> I like to go, you know I mean? I like to have fun, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm a real, like I said, I'm a real dude, man. I do what I do, you know, and I, and I, um, you know, I try to enjoy life because, um, you know, you only get one life. You know what I'm saying? We live every day, but we only get one life. You know what I'm saying? So I, I try to, you know, um, live it in a way that I, that, that people know and that God knows that I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I try to live my life in a way where he know I love it. Like, yo, he that boy love his life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word up. So I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful, bro. That's good, man. Are you are you are you a, are you a fan of comedy? Yeah, man. I like comedy, brother. I love comedy. Who man. Who, who, who you grew up watching? Who's your who's your, some of your favorite people, bro? I grew up watching, man, like um Robin Harris. Um I grew up watching Richard Pryor, Cheech and Chong, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, of course, Mike Epps and them, you know what I'm saying? He was a little more when I got older, but you know what I'm saying? But uh, like Richard Pryor, Mike Epps, I mean, uh, 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 Robin Harris, um, freaking, um, what's my man? What's my man? Ray, Ray, you know Ray? No, no, Ray. Light-skinned dude. Yeah, Uncle Red. Yeah, Uncle Red. And, um, you know what I'm saying? That was my, those was my comedians that I like. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what, right up there. Or that way. Yeah. Do you, do you think you could, could survive stand up comedy if you ever did it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, yo. Yo, stand up comedy hard, bro. Oh, it, it, you got to have it. People, people. No, think it's because it's an artist. It's an art. It's artistic. So, like, it, like, like, you know, I, I, I used to host the open mic, and um, people would uh, comedians would come through mm -hmm. to um, you know, try their, you know, spill on the bar that I was hosting, and um, comedy is very hard, bro. Because first things first, you have to learn how to get people's attention without screaming at them to get their attention while you're talking, trying to tell your, you know, trying to 
I, because the thing is like, okay, so say we're out and I'm like, yo, you're the next artist to the stage mm -hmm. as a comedian, okay? Okay. Right then, there's a bunch of chatter. Yeah. Yep. So it's hard. It's very hard from the beginning. Like you almost have to be, it's not that you got to look funny, but it's almost like you, you got to have funny in you. It got to be all over you. Like you ain't got to be a clown. Yeah. It ain't got to, you ain't got to be. <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard like it's bad, bro. from Jersey crowds, man. Because no, it's bad. Tina, Miss Tina Graham is from Jersey. She used to host stuff at the Peppermint Lounge. That's in Jersey, right? That was. I used to play the Peppermint Lounge every Thursday night. Bill Bellamy used to host that. So I heard Tina did, Tina did Thursday night on the right side. I did the left side. Comedy night every Thursday. I heard about y'all. I heard y'all are yeah. not proud. Listen, it's it's you know, we laugh and we like to have fun, but you better bring it. You just gotta have it. You gotta have it. Like, like some people are just naturally funny. Yeah. You know, like, and and the natural comedian most of the time, you know, I mean, of course it takes work. So, you know, you can, you can learn to be funny because, you know, it's like, yo, if I practice this enough and I get it in me enough, I could be funny. You know what I'm saying? And then you have some people are just funny, just, you know what I mean? But that's only because they've been funny before. Exactly. You feel yes. what I'm saying? I feel like that. at some point, Time, most of the time you don't see them be funny so now when you see them they're funny to you automatically because you got a prejudgment of what funny is exactly exactly man you know what i'm saying yes y'all I, I i heard like i said i heard death stories about y'all crowd i'm like jersey like that they're like yeah jersey don't play uh, yeah not jersey hard for, for the for the it's, it's hard it's hard it's hard jersey philly new york like it's a hard crowd it's a hard crowd because there's so many people that do it that's the thing yeah Oversaturated. Because it's like, like, I mean, we got Trey, bro, in Philly, right here. Ray, yeah, Trey is right there. Yeah. <laughs> he right here. He right here. Like, if you funny, like, you funnier than him. We got Javon Pearson. Like, you funnier than him. Like, you, that's been, like, we got Kevin Hart. For, I've been looking for Javon Pearson. I haven't seen him in, in years, man. He, he was one of the funniest people. We got there. Ron Long. Ron Long. Another, 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 um, 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 Deaf Comedy Jam alumni, right from Philadelphia. So we got, you know, we got funny. Got like, so when we look at funny, it'd be like, yeah, you know, you know, we, this area, Tri-State is, you know, you get every, a lot of stuff come out of here. So there's a, there's a gumbo of uh, artists. Like, so I, I, I put all of us in as the same, you know, like artists, like, you know, comedians, singers, dancers, you know, all of them are artists, you know what I'm saying? Models, all, all of us are artists, you know what I'm saying? We all artists, you know what I'm saying? Because we're all autistic in some way. So being a comedian, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm funny, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but I'm naturally funny though. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm also, you know what I mean? I'm like, if I come around, I can, I can make people laugh. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes me a good host. But if I, like, I always be like, I could do stand up, but then I'd be like, nah, I don't think I could do stand up because now I got to write routine. Yeah, now I gotta write routines. Now I gotta now I gotta do all this extra stuff that I didn't have to do when I just stood up here and was funny to you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, you know, if you want to make a craft of it, you have to study. You have to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? And every every city's different. I heard about y'all. Atlanta's different when it comes to the, how they treat their comics. Memphis is different how they treat their comics. But I think the worst thing to possibly happen on stage to us 
is people eating louder when you're not doing too good. They don't boo. You start hearing forks hit the plate. Like I'm like, ah, oh. right, yeah. right. That right. sounds good. And then it's the sound. It's the sound of that because you don't know if they're listening or not. They're not. You hear chatter. When the chatter gets louder, you're like, yeah, let me go. Yeah, off. it becomes harder. So yeah. that's where that's where the attention and and the confidence. Because it's yeah. like you know, like you know, one thing about me, like I, I always say, that's that's one thing that God has given me, giving me the ability, is that when I was put into different predicaments with different artists and different things, mm -hmm. my confidence was in the right place. Okay. So they could, they didn't feel like they could sun me per se. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they automatically felt like I was their peer. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the same thing with, with comedians and stuff. It's like, you know, Cause we're workers, so you're working for the people. So, but once they feel like you wanted them, you become funnier. Yeah. Think about the jokes that you tell. When you tell jokes about, um, when you hear jokes, you know, from different comedians, and they talk about, oh, my cousin this. Mm -hmm. Cause somebody in that crowd got a cousin like that. Yeah, exactly. They could. They could. Becomes. That's why do you think Tyler Perry? Um, that my dear character works so well for him. My grandma was like that. Right there. Yeah. My grandma was just like that. <laughs> just like that. So, in a heartbeat. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when you can relate to who whatever it is that you're, you know, we're laughing about, if I can relate to it, mm -hmm. then it's funny. It's when I can't relate to it that it becomes not as funny to me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you'll get a rich person that has a lot of money, but don't get up and have comedy about the money that they have. Absolutely. They'll talk more about when they was poor and when they didn't have and when because the people that are their fans and their artists, the people that are their not not artists, but the people that are their fans are people that paid their tickets to come see you. So they paid that $70 for their date. You know, plus a hundred dollars for dinner, one hundred seventy dollars come out and see. Parking, all that. Know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Parking. You know, so you have to be very careful that you don't offend them, but you want to make them laugh, exactly. and you want to make them feel like you wanted them. You know, so I think I can manage a comedian. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's and, and the funny thing. I might is, can't be a comedian, but I might can manage one. Hey, but, but you know, in this day and age, it's two different comedians. This one's you catch at the comedy club, and then it's the ones on social media. Right. Making videos, they're doing all that, man. So it's... Right. It's, it's, and see, see, comedy is... It, it, okay, it's just like, okay, like we have slapstick comedy. Like the Three Stooges and... Yeah, like the Three Stooges. A lot of people are doing that type of comedy. It's not really that funny. You know what I'm saying? But the situation you're in, you're doing stuff, and it's like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he's shocked about you for stuff like that. Yeah. Instead of it being um, just funny. Like, Michael Blackson and them are funny. They just yeah. funny. You know what I'm saying? And what makes them funny, right, is that it's the common, it's that common man feeling. That common, like, you one of me, you one of us. Oh, man, what you say, man? Come on, man. We're going to get this dude on the joint. Go see what's up, man. I don't care. I'm going to get this dude. I don't care who he is. I'm getting him on here. 
you dig what I'm saying? So I mean, that made people watch. That made people, because I'm a star, so now I'm looking at it from a different angle. I'm like, yo, if I can get the common people to get involved, because that's who's going to buy my stuff. That's who's going to come to my shows. The stars, ain't they going to want free tickets. That's who, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you get the stars to come to your show, they want comms. They don't want to pay for them tickets. They're not paying for them tickets to come to your comedy show. You come to town, they like, yo, I need comps to that. Exactly. It's the people that, that live in those communities that's going to buy that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if you play the game, you know what I'm saying, and you and you do it like that, you're going to win. You're going to win every time. Every time. See, when Chris Tucker and them, not to mention no names, but when they stopped playing to us, it changed a little bit. Right. Absolutely right. It changed. And then so, so the backtrack happens. Like, oh, I'm still one of y'all, but it's like you kind of went left kind of left and you come. didn't really leave. yeah you didn't really leave us with anything whereas kevin hart on the other hand mm-hmm. went left mm-hmm. went but he left us with that vibe of he could at any given moment he could be on stage at joe in your hood doing comedy exactly. on stage at your spot at any given moment you know what i'm saying it's same thing that's how print was that's how Prince was. Prince, that's the thing that people loved about Prince because Prince was the type that if he came to your city, you know, and, you know, he was doing a concert in your city and y'all was having a jam session, you might look up and Prince being in your band right there. Like, yo, is this Prince? Is this Prince on stage? Right? Like, that's how it was. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once you, when you get that common man thing going and, and, and you, you become a necessity, you know, to people, it helps. That's that's what helps. I think it helps the you know the comic. You know what I mean. And 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 the artist too, and the singer too. You know, and in life, man. You know, that's 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 the actually perfect way to put it. Like you you write about people leaving and dabbling and then trying to come back and whatever. Kevin Hart, like he'll leave, drop another movie. Like, hey, I'm still with y'all, but let me go get this money real quick. I'll be right back. And he comes right, right back. I'm like, I, and I we are, we as a people are attracted to people that stay grounded to us you know yeah. what i'm saying because anybody that doesn't stay grounded to us we call them a sellout we call them this we call them that you know what i'm saying you know but when you stay grounded and and that's why that's why um it's you see so many people you know that revert back to certain things or or do certain things you know what i'm saying and you're like why are you doing that because it appeals to the people that you dig what i'm saying you got to experience what, what, what Paul Mooney used to call it, the, the nigga wake-up call. You gotta the get nigga wake-up call. You got to get that before you realize. Paul Mooney, that was my man. So. <laughs> the nigga wake-up call. That, that's what it was right there. He wrote, he wrote a lot for uh, Richard Pryor. Yes, he did. And, and, uh, Damon, when he came up with the character uh, Homie the Clown for Damon Wayans. He, he yeah, came up wrote, the wrote for Damon Wayans. He was, he was a heavy writer on, um, on In Living Color. And, yeah, and, Paul Mooney Deep man, he was dope, bro. He's dope. When I when I found that dope, out, I went dope. back and watched it. I'm like, you know what? That sounds like Paul. That that's him. That's him. No, he has something to do. I think Paul has something to do with Raw. Yeah, he did. He did. He had something to do with Raw. He wrote on Raw. You can Eddie Murphy. You can listen and be like, yeah, that's Where Paul. That's Paul. Yeah, like some yeah. of them. Like I was like, man, this dude is dope, bro. He was Paul Mooney was amazing, but he was just once again that like too black for some people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you're offensive black, you can't get in the room. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> can't get in the room. When, and, and, you know, as bad as it sounds, it's like, you know, when it's like that, you can't get in the room. And, and you know? 
I believe Damon Wayans had a story about that because he was on SNL before In Living Color came on. And they said he, uh, they were racist towards him. So they said, he said one day he came into one of the meetings with sunglasses on and they were like, why you have on sunglasses? There's no sun in here. He's like, well, my eyes haven't adjusted to the whiteness in here. And he put his glasses back on. I'm like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and you ain't, you ain't seen him no more, right? Exactly. You ain't seen him on SNL no more. Yep. Not on there. You know, he was like, oh, okay, here go a lemon color. <laughs> we and you know, it's, you know, it's sad that we live in a time still where we have to create our own platforms and we have to create yeah. our own, you know, things. But the thing that's crazy is that it's always been meant to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, you know, you know, with this whole thing, with all, all the things that's going on right now, you know, we, we, um, you know, there was a ball drop somewhere. You know what I'm saying? When, when, uh, when they were when they were hanging out, handing out equal rations. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There was a time when we had our own. You know what I'm saying? There was a time where black folk had their own. You know what I'm saying? And you know, when we when we when when they gave us integration, it changed because we was asking for equality. And they'll give us everything but what we want. No, they gave us integration. And see, integration, see, before integration there was the there was our, you know, black people who had barbershops and black doctors and Black people in your neighborhood, it was a doctor up the street, the dentist was on the same street, you know, but when when integration happened, everything had to become a certain way. Yes. And it tried, they tried to put us on an even playing ground where we weren't on an even playing ground. Like we, we, we were far ahead and they was like, no, nah, you ain't about to make us look bad. Stoop down to our level, let us look good. And then when we take off, we're going to leave your ass right where we left. Think about, think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Never one time did you see a sign out there that said we want integration. Damn. You never saw that sign. Right. Absolutely. What you right. saw was we wanted equality. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. And they, you know what I'm saying, they changed. So you know, it, it changed the way that we play and it changed the way that we do what we do. It changed the way that we do comedy, Red Fox and all of the the um the patriarchs, you know, Moms Mabley and um, you know, all the people that helped um the foundation that went through all of those struggles for us and for you to be able to, you know, expound on your comedy the way that you do today. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, even without equality. Gotcha. Hey, that's deep because you're right. I never saw a sign that said, hey, we want integration. I never saw, you'll never see that ever. You know, that's you know, not what they was fighting for. You see none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they, you know, the thing was, they, you know, it, it was, it was drawn up in a way that made it look good for us. And, you know, and after what they did, they had to pacify us with something, you know. But, you know, thanks be to God. You know, even though we're still fighting right now, Black Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, um, but it's the artists, you know, like you and myself that are the soundtrack to a revolution right now. You know what I'm saying? And um, we either can be the, the fan that, that, that uh, helps to quell the fire or we can be the fan that helps to make the fire get bigger. You know what I'm saying? It's just a choice of where we want to be at.
you know. Absolutely. That's that's we we need a little bit of everything right now. Like right now, I think people need music and laughter. That's what that's what they need. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, for sure. Honestly, like there's this one thing that just just cracks me up every time I see it, and I never thought in my life Michael Jordan crying would be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like, have you? <laughs> they put the face on everything. Like, but what it is is that we have lost empathy. We did towards things we because. Have. What, what now? Now what we do is we laugh at things that we right? shouldn't be laughing at. That we shouldn't be laughing at. Yep. We laugh at stuff that's not funny. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like in that moment when that man was crying, that was a serious that's situation. True. He he won he won his trophy. He's like, Yo, yes. I saw I saw just like the man that they had on there laughing. They're laughing at the man that was on um, intervention. You know, the old man, he was crying. He had broke that, down. He was yeah, real yeah. bad. Everybody thought that was so funny. But that man was was, was hurting. That man was coming from a, addiction. You know what I'm saying? But people, we we, we we learning, I guess, you know, we, we use it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Because they, they, they take... I guess the laugh, laugh to keep from crying. They, they take the, the real meaning of it, and then they put it on another situation. I'm like, okay... I guess that can be funny, you know. I guess it can. Right, right. I can see it that way, and that's a part of comedy, you know. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, you know the thing, you know. I always, you know, used to listen to like, you know, different comedians, and you know, from time to time they'll say, you know, certain things, and then they'll, you know, reference it by saying, "Hey, I'm a comedian. You know, it's supposed to be funny. I'm supposed to say stuff that make you say ah or whatever, yeah, you know." Yeah. And that's a part of com comedy. You know what I'm saying, if that's the way you choose to do your comedy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but you know, sometimes people on purpose, you right? Know, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you're supposed to bring joy to people. You're not supposed to be out here making people cry. Like, some people don't want to be talked about. Don't talk about nobody. Make them laugh. Right, right. that's laugh the key. Will. Right, right. It's like you know, like I, like you say, it's different. People got different types of comedy. You know what I'm saying? Different types of comedy. Some people's comedy is like picking on people. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know what that person, how that person they was and how you making them feel why everybody in the crowd is laughing at them. Like, like you don't, just because they laughing right there with you at that moment don't mean that when they go home, they won't go kill themselves because everybody was laughing at them. Exactly. We seen, we seen the Nutty Professor, what happens in that? He went to the club, got you roasted. Seen, now he's getting... You seen it? Man, you know what I mean, you seen, man, this it's been a this has been a dope interview. Hey, Showtime again, I appreciate you. Um, can you please let the people know where to find you, what you got coming, like when it's coming? Let everybody know where you. Yo, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Showtime Twenty Twenty. I'm I'm kind of active, but I'm not as active. But <laughs> definitely on Facebook, Showtime. <laughs> Showtime. Brooks on Facebook, man. Um, you can go to my website, showtimeonline.com. Um, that's S-H-O-W-T-Y-M-E online.com. Um, you can go in there and you know you can hear and see what I got going on what's coming up. Uh, like I said, the next thing I have coming up that I believe is um I'm gonna it's gonna be a showtime of Christmas, a showtime Christmas. Um, that's gonna be the next uh project I put out. Being, like I said, being that, you know, the new project is done um, and it was ready to, you know, for me to do everything. But, you know, with this COVID and, um, yeah. you know, the, just the country, I just felt like, you know, I didn't want to 
I didn't want to uh, feel like I was playing off of the situation that's going on. You know, right now, people don't got jobs. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? People are unemployment. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, as an artist, you know, we're in this to make money. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're in this, you know, not in it to make money, but we're in this to make a living. I'm, you know, I'm, this is a living that we're doing. So, um, you know, to be able, you have to be able to work these records. You have to get out here and be able to tour. I want to be able to come to Atlanta and do a show, come to North Carolina and do a show, you know, different places and do shows, but you can't do that right now. So to me, it didn't make sense to, you know, put out the record. But like I said, we will be putting out this Christmas with Showtime. Um, and uh, it's just going to be a short EP, maybe three or four songs. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of, you know, just give you a little extra thing to go along. Hey, just like cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Because we already got David Ruffin. You know, we got David Ruffin and them on Christmas time. We got Mariah with her Christmas. And we got all these different Christmas people. So I would just, I'm just going to give my branch because I love Christmas time. And that's my favorite time of year. So, you know, once again, I still can make people feel. So if I make them feel, they're going to accept, you know, what I'm giving them. And I think that is going to be, uh, I think it'd be a great, a great offering. And then the new album, you know, for probably the first single coming in that first quarter, you know, right, right around Valentine's Day before Valentine's Day, or even maybe in January, depending on what the, um, you know, what the climate of the country is, you know, we all shut down then I'm going to be shut down with everybody else. You know what I mean? I'm, well, I'm believing wearing a mask. I mean, hey, y'all, where y'all mask out there? Don't y'all forget that we're still in the pandemic. Man. Well, Leave um, them, man. even though they're changing the rules, man, don't, 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 don't fall for that. But, uh, yeah, man, um, that's, 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 that's pretty much it, man, right there, man. Hey, hey, man, thank you for coming on the podcast. Love the Lab podcast, man. That is Bird. Showtime Brooks, man. Hey, Bird. I'll be dropping this episode soon, so make sure y'all tune in, follow the man, check out his music, man. You Check me out, man. Come yeah, holler at me. It's, I'm it's, on Spotify, Title, all that stuff. Love, Truth, man. Check me out. Give it's me all worth it, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Love all right, man. Podcast.